Welcome to the Tilt and Shift Photography Podcast, where we take motivational stories far beyond inspiration. We actually analyze and learn to apply insights from photographers and creative stories to improve our own businesses. I'm your host, Bobby Barberich, and I'm digging deep with entrepreneurs and industry leaders to mine their stories for the skills to level up where, when, and how we come to the decisions that define our art, our business, and our success. So let's tilt your life's framework and shift your perspective using the power of empathy, connection, and community in this wild and messy world of creative entrepreneurship. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Tilt and Shift podcast, episode three. Today, we are talking about what Erica Mann had to share with us last week. So today, I'm going to take you through a few coaching points that she made, and I'm going to give you a couple of exercises that you can work on so that you can incorporate some of her tilts and shifts. Um, you can incorporate them into your the practice of your business, even into your daily life. So uh, before we get started, I just wanted to take a second to really thank Erica for digging in deep with us and sharing her honesty, because honesty is not as prevalent in our world as I think a lot of us would like it to be and that we would benefit from. So I find her a breath of fresh air and I find her honesty super charming. And so her being here on this podcast with us was a big honor for me. And I am stoked to pull away some of the major teaching points that she brought to us. So here is number one. She described uh, a phrase from Marie Florio. Uh, it's called creating before you consume. So create before you consume. She was specifically referring to our morning routine. And the reason why this is actually really important to photography is because we often will wake up and one of the first things we do is check our phone, right? We pull open TikTok or Instagram and we're suddenly looking at everyone else's work before we've even thought of our own. We are artists first and how we observe the world is really strongly impacted by what we see. And so if we're seeing other people's work before we even think about our ours, then we're gonna be more strongly influenced by other people before we hone in on what it is that makes us an artist and our very own special vision and perspective that we bring to the world. Observation, is a mindset. So how we observe what's happening in the world around us is actually a mindset. And it's something that we, it's a skill that we can develop as photographers. So we have to observe things for a living, whether you're a wedding photographer or a family photographer, commercial, whatever you do, observation is our skill. Like that is what we have to do. And we need to learn how to kind of flex this muscle and we can do it best if we do it before we're looking at what other people are creating. So here's the practice that uh, Erica referred to, and she I've heard her talk about it in other forums as well. The practice of observation, just looking at your close surroundings, things as small as what's happening in your kitchen. You don't have to go on like a big uh, adventure to go see things, something different. You can observe what's happening in your daily life. So how the coffee drips through a coffee filter or how the light moves through a window in your kitchen as time goes on. 
how you see lines, the lines in your hallway or like the corners of the room and how those, how those intersecting lines, how the shapes, how these all sort of play into what you are attracted to and what you're looking at. So when you start your day, before you pick up your phone, you can do this in your house, you can go on a little walk, but I want to encourage you just to observe, quietly watch what's happening, feel into the moment that you are experiencing. And once you've done that for a little while, come back, grab your journal, write down what it was that you saw. Why were you interested in it? How did it make you feel? Leave your camera at home. I just want you to observe this with your eyeballs, not through a viewfinder. Reflect on what you've seen and digest it. And when you practice observing things, one of the beautiful things that starts to happen is that stuff sort of slows down. And I know we all kind of get into a bit of a panic or a lot of us get into a bit of a panic when we go into a shoot with pressures and and people are moving and things are changing. And if you practice observation, if you practice looking, really, really looking and feeling what's happening around you, it's almost like a little bit of a Zen time zone you can get into and things really do slow down because you learn to kind of anticipate. Once you observe things, you can anticipate where things are going. You can anticipate how light will fall. You hone your skill of being able to see leading lines and and also like distractions that are in your your viewfinder. So start practicing this and just with little increments of five minutes, even just tomorrow morning, get up, grab your journal, open up a new page, observe your house, observe your surroundings, and then write down what you see. And then email me, let me know how it goes. Okay, number two. Um, At the beginning of the call, Erica and I talked a lot about uh, a calling and she described how she didn't feel like she really had a calling. And through her life, she's realized that her calling is more of a process. And she described finding um, that photography itself was not her calling. It was the lifestyle that photography created. And so I just want to take a second to give all of you permission to recognize that you can be a photographer, even if you weren't someone that picked up a camera at the age of six and bought, and you know, that, that whole, that whole story of how people have been photographers their whole lives. You can pick up a camera in your twenties, in your thirties, and you can be a photographer if it's leading you towards a lifestyle that you want to live. Being a creative is a very specific lifestyle and it affords many things that people prioritize in their lives, like time freedom, um, being their own boss, being able to create things without time constraints or external forces. <laughs> it's very much about like being able to do your own darn thing. And so what that also brings up is finding your why. And this is a, <laughs> this is a really big question and we're not going to be able to solve it in one little coaching session. I actually have an entire course that's built on building a business by finding the foundation of your why. And it's like eight to 12 weeks long. And so, no, we're not going to be able to solve that this this morning, but I'm going to give you some questions that you can start asking yourself so you can really figure out why it is that you're a photographer and what it is that makes you unique. And beautifully, this plays back into the skill of observation. So I'm going to ask you, like, why, why are you doing this? Is it for your heart? Uh, Is it a lifestyle you seek? Nailing down 
your why helps us to understand our motivation. And ultimately, when we understand what motivates us, we can determine where we're going and what we want to experience. And having that agency, being able to decide what you want to experience and where you want to go is the ultimate freedom. And essentially, that's I think that's what people, creatives especially, are really looking for in their work is being able to have freedom in terms of how they move through the world and how they see the world. So understanding your motivation, really intrinsically knowing it, and being able to express that in your work, it's finding your true north or your raison d'etre, if you're French, and I'm, I'm sure I butchered that. <laughs> but once you know why you're doing something, that becomes the... I don't want to say goal, but for lack of a better term, it's the thing on the horizon that you're moving towards. And there's detours and experiences that we'll have. Not everything is going to lead you directly to it, but in a roundabout way, if you know what motivates you, if you know what brings joy, if you know what makes you, helps you to feel stable, what whatever sort of feeling that you want to experience in your life, If you know that that's what you want, you can do the things that lead you in that direction rather than being reactive to what's coming to you. So if you have a vision for your life, if you have a why that makes you pick up your camera and build this business, you can be proactive in your choices. You can decide what direction you're going rather than saying yes to every inquiry that comes into your inbox. When we are reactive to things, when we are reactive to what other people expect of us in our businesses, we are less likely to be satisfied in what's going on because your why is really like, that's what your heart is. So we might say that photography is like, it's my heart, it's my passion, but it might not actually be that. Your why might be something that is that is much, much deeper. Um, I'll use myself as an example. I thought that my why was like, oh, I just I just like taking pictures of people living their real life. But when I started really digging into why I'm interested in that and what I'm doing there and what I'm gaining from that experience, I realized it was because I want to have an impact on how people see themselves. I see so many people really struggling with how they look and and strongly impacted by dissatisfaction and a self-loathing. I believe that my work can help people not to feel those things. I believe it can help people to feel gratitude and joy in the connections that they have with people they love rather than just what they look like. So that's my why. That is that is why I do what I do. And it's and it's really motivating for me and it helps me maintain a great clarity in what my work is, which coincidentally leads into cohesive branding. It tells me what I'm going to post online. It comes down to these really granular actions I can take. When I understand my why, it directs everything that I do in my business. So how does this apply to you? What can you start doing today to really truly understand your why? I'm going to ask you a few questions. So make sure you got your journal, grab your journal, and I want you to write these down. What am I gaining from this experience? And you can ask yourself this generally, or you can even ask yourself while you're shooting something, what am I gaining from this experience, this experience as a whole, and really be honest, what are you gaining? Maybe you're gaining a great deal of things. Maybe you're gaining new clients. Maybe you're gaining a sense of satisfaction. Maybe you are gaining happiness. Maybe you are frustrated. Maybe you are annoyed. Maybe you don't understand why these people hired you. 
What are you gaining from this experience? And then ask yourself, what am I interested in here in this moment? What am I interested in? Why am I here? Am I just reacting to people that are doing things or am I actually interested in what they're doing? If I'm interested, what is that interest? What is drawing me in here? What am I drawn to? Generally speaking, what am I drawn? What kind of books do I read? Why do I read those types of books? What kind of art do I look at? What TV shows do I consume? Why? Why am I drawn to this? And a lot of people, we tend to kind of look at this on a really superficial level, but I'm inviting you to really be curious about yourself and what your motivations are. Why are you drawn to that? It's all going to lead you to this, a very similar thing. Finally, ask yourself, what impact is this having on me? This moment that I'm photographing or this piece of art that I'm looking at, this thing that I'm looking at on Instagram and I keep, a reel I keep playing, what impact is this having on me? So when you start asking yourself what impact this is having on you, you can start determining whether or not you want that impact, especially if it's directed by a strong sense of your why. So if you're asking yourself these things while you are creating art, like while you're photographing, also while you're consuming art, you'll be able to figure out why, why you're doing this and being, I don't want to say critical, but being like analytical about what it is that is drawing you to this specific moment is really going to help you replicate those moments so that you can have a strong brand, a strong vision, or it can help you decide whether or not you need to spend time doing that thing. It can really help you to determine when and how to spend your time. Do that. Let me know how it goes. I love hearing people's why. It is my, my motivation. I am so curious about people and how they show up. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Okay. So finally, one, one kind of last general comment, and this is what I really loved about my discussion with Erica is that oftentimes we care about things because the world has told us that we should care about them. We don't necessarily care about them or we care about them too much because someone else or some like giant prevailing social force has told us that we need to care about them. So things like what others think of us, like random people, I I think it's very normal to care. I mean, it's normal that people think that we wonder what people think of us, but it is important to care what people we love think of us, but not the general public. And the other thing is we are taught to to want other people to like us. We will often change our actions or do or not do something because we want other people to like us. And that can be really toxic. We know that that is super toxic. So some things such as how we see the world and how we express ourselves will make others not like us. And that is okay. In fact, that is a good thing. Being liked is not why you're here. You are here because you bring something to the world that no one else does. Honestly, that's why you're here. You've got something for us. Figuring out your why is going to help you figure out why you're here. I mean, this whole discussion (laughs) is about, comes down to this, is not being compelled by what other people think of you and being driven by what is actually internally motivating to you. If you can learn to unabashedly be yourself, you will grow raving fans, not tepid onlookers. So we've all heard about people who, as an example, 
um, someone can have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, but if they never interact with their followers, if people are just sort of watching them, that's an entirely different experience from people who have say a thousand followers and 50 or 60% of them love what they're doing and, and buy what they're selling, right? I know that you've heard this before. I know that there are these message out, messages out there to be yourself, but it's, it, <laughs> it's true, friends. You got to be yourself. You have to find out what makes you you. You have to find out how to share that. That is what your brand is. That is what your photography is. That is at the basis of your photography. That's why we're not talking about lenses and apertures and shutter speeds like those things, those things just barely scratch the surface of what photography is. Those are things that you can really easily learn and they are a tool. What is most important for your photography is understanding and expressing how you see the world because that is what makes you unique and that is why people will hire you. Not because you have a lens that opens to 1.4, honestly. So takeaways from Erica's talk in this little coaching session. Number one, create before you consume. Create by practicing observation. Practice understanding how you observe the world. Be curious about your observations and why you are drawn to that thing. Therein lies your why. And then step into that why so that the people who appreciate you can step up with you. You've been listening to the Tilt and Shift Photography Podcast. I hope these little exercises have tilted your framework and shifted the lens through which you see your business and even your life. Make sure you check the show notes for any product or service we talked about. And please feel free to send me a message regarding this episode, the coaching, the exercises. I will read every single email that you sent to me. And I encourage you to head over to bobbybeeducation.com. That's B-O-B-B-I-B education.com for even more opportunities to learn and to grow and be supported on your journey. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for being here. And thank you for showing up for yourself today. I'm Bobby Barberich, and this is the Tilt and Shift Photography Podcast. Edited by my confidant and comforter, Jay Hanley, with music by Audio Coffee. And there's do do dee do tours and do do and do dee do do dee do tours and do do and do dee do around around do dee do 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 not everything is gonna lead you directly to it do do it might not actually be that your why might be something that is that is much much deeper.